I always say your numbers are trying to tell you a story, right? You, as you go through your business, your numbers are a way of telling you a story of what's working and what's not working. And so these, these metrics are able to show you trends in your business. This episode is a good one because our guest Danielle is just giving you guys all kinds of things. So I just want to let you know right now, make a mental note, like pause, write this down, remind yourself to head to the show notes because you are going to want to check out profitplannerbookkeeping.com slash media maven. That's profit plannerbookkeeping.com slash media maven. And what you will get there is a financial goal setting worksheet. And this is to help you build a strong foundation for success through goal setting, planning, and financial education. Let me tell you, like, I don't know why. This has never been something that has scared me, but people are afraid of their numbers. They're afraid of looking at how much they're spending on their business, how much they're bringing in, and everything in between. And this financial goal setting worksheet puts it all into place. Now, this will make a little bit more sense after you listen to the episode, but I just wanted to make sure that you have profitplannerbookkeeping.com slash media maven, like put that noodle in your noggin, put the feather in your cap, however it's said to visit and get that financial goal setting worksheet. In addition to that, if you use the coupon code media maven on our guest website, you will save 15% off on basically everything. If you want to buy a book, you can get it for 15% off. If you want to get some bookkeeping services for your business, you'll get 15% off. So use the coupon code media maven. If you ever plan to visit ProfitPlannerBookkeeping.com. And let me tell you what, if you are in business, if you have an LLC, if you have an S-Corp, if you are trying to build something on the side or full-time, then you need to be visiting ProfitPlannerBookkeeping.com add slash Media Maven to get that financial goal setting worksheet. And with that said, let's talk about our numbers and why we need to be looking at them and I know this topic doesn't sound sexy and you'll hear us talk about this in the episode. Talking about finances and your numbers in your business, not a sexy topic, but let me tell you what is sexy. It's uh, what you do with the money that you make and the money that you keep. And if you want to do some fun, nice things with the money that you're making and the money that you're keeping, then you need to listen to this episode. Ever wonder how some people seem to get a ton of media coverage and you don't? Welcome to Become a Media Maven, where TV reporter, host, and news contributor Christina Nicholson shares years of media experience to help you get the media attention you and your business deserve. And now, to help you master your media coverage, Christina Nicholson. Danielle, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm so excited. I'm glad to have you on the show because I have not in almost a year and a half of having this podcast had somebody on to talk numbers. And this is like the most important thing in business, but also for some people, it's what they avoid or don't pay a whole lot of attention to. Why do you think that is? Uh, amen. <laughs> it really isn't. I think you know this is the one area of our businesses that can really move the needle in our in our business and in our growth. Uh, yet uh, we tend to, as entrepreneurs, avoid our numbers. And 
you know, it's interesting. When I first started this business, I, I heard about, you know, mindset and all these money blocks. And I really didn't believe it because I'm, I'm an accountant and everything's so black and white. Uh, but as uh, I've worked with more and more entrepreneurs, there really is just this mindset around things that we don't understand, right? So if we didn't learn about accounting in, in school or we don't feel like this is a strong suit of ours, um, we tend not to embrace it. We tend to hide from it. And we might have a lot of things that have happened in our history that make us want to avoid it like the plague. And therefore, we hear it all the time. People avoid it like the plague. <laughs> and you know what's crazy? You have young kids. I have young kids. And like they bring their schoolwork home. And it is mind-boggling to me. I mean, obviously, when you're a kid, you don't realize this. But as a parent, you're like, why are you not learning about money and how to manage money? Like the whole purpose of school is to learn how to make money, but you are never learning about how to manage it. Like right now, my daughter is learning three different ways to subtract 58 from 42. And she's using circles and lines and squares and shading to do it. Like you're never going to use that in real life, but what you use in real life, you never learn. No, you don't. And I, I really, until I went into accounting, I, I don't remember ever learning um, how to do this. And, and numbers are more than just accounting, right? I mean, I learned debits and credits in accounting, but you even need to learn how to manage the checkbook and be able to report to your taxes. But they, they really, they don't, they don't teach our kids that. Um, I, I feel bad for everyone coming through the school system that we're not arming with them with that skill set. Okay. So tell me, like basics. What are the financial numbers that every business owner needs to know? And then we're going to break everything down from there. And I know this may not sound like a sexy or exciting topic, but it is It is like the foundation. It is like if you want to make money in your business and you want to keep it, you need to know these things. So what are what are the financial numbers that every business owner should know? Yeah. So I'm glad you said it's not the sexiest part of business because it's not. But here's my mission, right? My mission is to make sure uh, to take the overwhelm out of accounting, right? So this feels very daunting, but I try to approach our numbers and accounting with personality, <laughs> right? Uh, and and uh, a lot of information so that this doesn't feel so crippling to entrepreneurs. So um, keep in mind, keep, you know, keep on, keep on listening, don't press pause. Um, so the, the top three numbers that I want entrepreneurs to, to dive into is not just your sales, right? Not your total sales, but I want you to break that down by what is your best selling product, but then what is your most profitable product or service? So that's the key is what is your most profitable product or service that you're selling today? Number two, what are your three biggest expenses? And we'll, we'll, we can dive into the, the, this further as to why. But what are your three biggest expenses? And does that align with your goals today? And then what is your final net income or loss by the month or year to date? Because that's what's the number that's going to help you get prepared for your taxes and then make better business decisions throughout the year so that you're aligned with your goals. I love that. Okay, one thing you mentioned is mm -hmm. profit. And I think that is so important because one of my pet peeves, and you find this a lot in online business, is that people say, 
I have a seven figure business or have a six figure launch or this and that. And they always talk about the revenue. And I know it makes, um, it makes better copy to say seven figure business and six figure launch. But listen, people, I know for a fact, there are many, many quote, I'm using air quotes here, successful entrepreneurs online who are having six figure launches and they do have seven figure businesses but they legit spend six figures to have that launch. And they legit spend just about seven figures to have a seven-figure business. Like these people are doing it for the Instagram post. They're doing it for the clever copy, but their lifestyle sucks because they're not making any money. So I love that you're talking about numbers in a way that people are gonna profit. And yes, like on the surface, this doesn't sound sexy, but let me tell you, when you are profiting in your business, what you do with that profit, that's the sexy part. Like <laughs> go, into the sexy the, part. <laughs> go into the movies in the middle of the day, buying a new car, like living in a nice house to work from home. That's the sexy part. That's why you need to get this down. So I love mm-hmm. these numbers. Um, and you need to use these to run your day like a CEO. You are the CEO. So tell us about, uh, let's dive into number one just a little bit. Don't just focus on your sales. Break it down by what's the best selling and what's the most profitable. Is this kind of where like the 80-20 rule comes into play? Well, I, I would recommend you know doing this for every service or every product. And I know that this, this could feel like a big project, but um, think about, Think about uh, any inventory you're purchasing in order to sell your product or service. Think about any contractors that you are hiring to directly service to directly service your clients or directly um, that impacts or creates that product. So you'll take your sales minus any of those costs that you have to pay uh, and to figure out what your profit by product is, uh, and then and then you'll you'll have to take that a step further and and think about how many am I selling, right? So maybe I have a really product profitable service, uh, but I'm, but I only sold one this year uh, or, but my, my not profitable um, inventory uh, piece is, is um, there. I'm selling a lot of them. Does that align with where I want to see my business going? Right. Do I want to continue to sell that low profit product or do I want to sell more of that higher ticket, higher profitable product. Does that help? Yes, that makes perfect sense. And I realized in my business a couple of years ago that I was spending, you know, like with the 80-20 rule, I was spending in my marketing specifically, not in the income um, coming in, but in my marketing outreach, I was spending 80% of it to promote something that only brought in 20% of my revenue. And then I was spending 20% marketing something, um, of my marketing efforts that only that brought in 80% of the revenue. And I was like, why am I spending so much time marketing something that isn't bringing in money? Like, let me switch this and just like go all in on what's profitable. So yes, that makes complete sense. And it sounds so obvious, but like you really need to sit down and look at these things for it to make better sense. Yeah, you do. You have to sit down and and think about it. And and determine if it if it aligns with your goals. You know, I have a client who she very specifically has a low margin uh, product that she sells, but she has found that gen- that 
she has about a 70% conversion rate of people who purchase that product who end up being a, uh, a client of hers. And that is where her higher uh, profitability uh, service is, is, you know, that second sell to that, that client. So she is strategically decided to continue to sell that low margin product because it will result in them coming back to purchase a higher end product. So also understand, you know, how these, these margins can help you in the long run. And, and so just because it's a low margin product, I'm not saying discontinue it tomorrow. Uh, it'll help you look at that low margin product to understand if it's going to continue to serve you and your business. Got it. And then the second step is we're looking at our expenses, specifically our three biggest expenses. I keep a spreadsheet, so I like to see it every month. And um, I think my biggest, my definitely my biggest expense is my team. Um, and I would assume that's probably, that's probably that's, common, right? Among yeah, very normal. Team. Yeah. Um, yep. And I will say one of the reasons, well, there's probably two reasons that me and my team, we all work from home. One of them is, is I built my business based on a certain lifestyle. My lifestyle is I wanted to work from home. I mean, when we, when we first started recording, I said, hold on, I'm feeding the baby. <laughs> Let yes. me put him down so we can record the podcast. Um, but another reason is because if I had an office, that would be a huge expense when really all people would do in the office is sit in front of a computer with Wi-Fi to work and they can do that anywhere. Mm-hmm. So looking at expenses is really important. What do you see? Um, tell me about maybe some smart decisions people make when it comes to expenses and then some big mistakes people are making. Yeah. So I think that, you know, why I suggest looking at your top three expenses is because I want you to determine whether or not these expenses will help are serving you in reaching your goals. So we have a, had a client last year who her goal was to grow her top line revenue. She re, this was a year of growth. And so she was investing in teams, software, advertising, uh, conferences, in-person events. Uh, so it really made sense when we looked at her top three expenses that it was conferences and travel it was advertising and it was actually software because she was building a, a, a software to help her better serve her clients during that time of growth. Now she went into the next year and she said, all right, I really grew. I, I, I'm getting referrals now. I'm retaining the business. And now I want to take home this profit, right? I, I, need, to, I need to serve my, my personal life. So I need to really cut back on my expenses. And so this year, when she comes to us and says, hey, I'm thinking about making um, this hiring decision or upgrading the software or continuing to attend these conferences, we can say, does that align with your goals this year? Will attending that conference serve you or do you want those dollars to serve you personally? Right. So it so it really helps you be able to make better business decisions when you understand what your goals are and then what your expenses are and, and do they serve each other? Okay. Love it. And it's really, again, something like take a step back and take a look at how you're spending your money. And then Mm -hmm. finally, number three, um, taking a look at your final net income or loss to make better business decisions. Okay. This sounds like 
such a loaded statement. And it's like, well, I don't even know how to do that. So, I mean, yeah. I guess one yeah. and two, I mean, if you follow one and two, it, it kind of helps with three, but how can people yeah. do that? Look at their final net income and loss to figure out what they should be doing and where. Yeah. All right. So there's two ways of doing this. Okay. If you are in a spreadsheet and you are tracking all of your, your sales and your expenses in a spreadsheet, uh, what you'll want to do is, is take all of your sales, add them up and then minus all of your expenses that have come through your business checking account. So everything that you've paid out, you want to subtract that. So sales minus all your operating expenses equals net income or loss. If you are in an accounting software, which I suggest that uh, everyone um, starts to look at, at getting into an accounting software, um, there are reports that can help you with this. So as you put the, the, your transactions into the accounting software uh, at the end of the month, end of the quarter, end of the year, you can go into your reports of your accounting software. Now, there's a ton of the, so the software out, out there. Um, you can pick one and they will all have a report called the income statement. And that is the report that will show you what your sales are minus all your operating expenses and will equal your net income or loss. And I would assume that a lot of people who are using um, something more professional to invoice their clients, it is very common for these kinds of uh, platforms or softwares to have something like this if you are invoicing your client with them. Yes, absolutely. Um, it, it, I couldn't agree with you more. If, the, if you are in using a software to invoice outside of you know, PayPal, um, there should be a way of, of put entering your expenses or the most of these uh, invoicing software will sync to another accounting software. So Wave is a free one. A lot of entrepreneurs like Xero. And then, of course, there's, there's QuickBooks. And so your invoicing software can sync with your accounting software. And then that's where you, um, you'll drive a lot of these reports. And that makes it super easy. So awesome. Super. Good tip there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Talk about... This is something that I always did from day one because I need to get paid. I am not in a situation where it's like, oh, my husband is loaded and let's me, let me just start this business for fun. Like I need to get paid. Um, and you hear so many people either not paying themselves or um, they're, they're not, um, I don't know how to say this with with um without being rude or insulting people um, but if you're if you're new to my podcast I usually just say what's on my mind um but um talk about the importance of people taking home a paycheck because like th this is this is something that bothers me um it's something that bothers me too. one a you have yeah no I know that bothers you you have to get paid people but I hate it when people, and again, this is a big online business thing, people are like, I'm just here to help people. I just want to help people. And it's my mission to help you. Like, but you don't have a nonprofit. You're an LLC. You are a sole proprietor. Like you're an S Corp. You need to get paid. So stop acting like you're a charity and all you want to do is help people. You have to get a paycheck. And let me tell you, even if you are a nonprofit, you're still asking people for money. You still need money <laughs> to still, operate. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, yes. so stop uh, it with the, I want to help people. Like this is your business. You need to get paid. How do people pay themselves? Very important. Yeah. I mean, amen to that because that's what I tell people all the time. You are not running a nonprofit. You are in business to, to, uh, 
create a life for you and your family. And long-term guys, if you're doing that, you're going to end up resenting your business. I have seen so many of our clients who look, I love that they want to serve people and I love that they want to put out so much great content, but then when they're not bringing home a paycheck that's serving their business or serving their personal life, they end up with a lot of resentment towards their business or their husbands and their kids resent their business because they're not contributing to, to their family. And it becomes, I'm going to say it, a hobby. If you are not making money, it is a hobby. You are not a charity. You are a hobby. Um, so the best way for, um, you know, without getting into a rabbit hole of how to pay yourself, if you're an LLC or an S corp, you can talk to your tax accountant about how to structure the actual pay of, uh, the actual payment towards yourself. But the best way that we have found for clients to determine what amount that they can take home, uh, I suggest take your cash balance today uh, minus one to three months worth of operating expenses. Now that's that's kind of that's a personal preference, but for me, I have a team of bookkeepers that that I know that I need to be able to pay them every month, and so. I knew I, I had a commitment to, to them and to be able to cover their paycheck. And so if clients, if for some reason I had a client who wasn't able to pay me, I needed to know that I could I could continue to pay my bookkeepers for the work that they did for me. And so I have a reserve of three months. And so I take my cash balance less three months worth of a reserve, which will give me my ending balance. From that ending balance, that is yours to take home as a business owner. So you can determine how much of that you want to take home, how much of that you want to leave as a cushion. But uh, it is time to take that money from your business account to your personal account. Again, talk to your tax account because this could be done as just an owner's draw or if you're an S-corp, it, it, it could be time to put yourself on payroll. Um, but, but that's the amount that you can take home. I love that. And something that I do is I have mine automated. So every month I know, I mean, just like you would at a full-time job, I get a direct deposit to my bank account every single month because that is what I pay myself. And then I also, I, I've grown to the point where I do a little extra. Like I have this much goes to my joint account. That's my salary. This much goes into savings over here for a rainy day or for when, you know, if shit ever hits the fan, I got that money there. This one goes over here to pay for taxes, but hopefully, you know, you get yourself a real good accountant who knows a lot of loopholes. So you don't got to pay a lot of that. Um, you know, so I think automation of moving things is like a guaranteed way to pay yourself. Um, but you mentioned something and now I want to ask you, um, just outside of financially. Um, but for you and your business, you said you have a team of bookkeepers. Can you tell me how you grew from, um, where you started to building a team? Yeah, absolutely. So slow and steady, uh, we, we've, we've grown. So we've been in business uh, a little over five years now. And, uh, I, it started out as just, uh, me working with, uh, clients, uh, day in and day out. And then one by one, we hired, um, additional bookkeepers and, um, we've, we've done this in a way that has, um, 
you know, some, some people are really cautious when they hire and other people like to take greater risks. Uh, I knew for me that the goal of my business was to help a million entrepreneurs uh, understand their numbers. And so I needed to make sure that I had a, the team and the processes and the people around me in order to be able to obtain my big goals. And so I really made sure that I put forth the processes, uh, so the the training mechanisms uh, for, for my team, uh, the we're fully virtual. So how do we work together in a virtual environment? And then can we afford them? And, and the, and that's why I say I left myself three months worth of reserve. And so that way I knew that I could take the risk in, uh, hiring these fantastic bookkeepers who work with me today and be able to support them in their career goals and their training as well as financially. Awesome. I love it. Okay. Um, let's get back on track about the numbers and let's talk about setting goals and KPIs and how you make decisions based on them. Um, because I do want to share a financial goal setting worksheet that you have. Um, quickly, people, you can get that at profitplannerbookkeeping.com slash media maven. Um, but before we get into that, and I want you to tell us about that, but first, I mean, let's like go basic, basic. Tell us what a KPI is and how you can set your goals and then make decisions based on them. I know that's a loaded question, so I'm just going to let you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so KPIs is a short way of saying key performance indicators. Now, there's a lot of fancy ways of, of running key performance indicators, and it depends on your business and how in-depth you want to go with the financial analysis of your business. So some basic uh, KPIs could, can include watching your cash trends over time. So, um, you know, what is your cash balance month over month? Uh, maybe your debt, uh, your debt balances month over month. Uh, what is your net income, uh, trailing month over month or year over year? Um, and then, you know, depending on whether you're a service-based business or an inventory-based business, there is a whole slew of inventory um, in, uh, key performance indicators as well as service. So an example of a service would be um, how much time are each of my um, employees spending to service each client and am I still profitable? And if I'm profitable, how profitable am I by client? Got it. Perfect. So they're basically just goals to keep a, they're, they're goals that you can measure to see if you're hitting the goal or if you're not hitting the goal. Correct? Yeah. And I always say your numbers are trying to tell you a story, right? You, as you go through your business, your numbers are a way of telling you a story of what's working and what's not working. And so these, these metrics are able to show you trends in your business. So if you look at your uh, income statement by month, you can see your sales trends. You can see when you're spending more money, when you're spending less money. If you're looking at your net income, what months did you uh, fall flat on your face right? And, and you took a major loss or maybe there's some months that you hit it out of the ballpark. What did you do that month that helped you hit it out of the ballpark? 
what did you do that month that you that you took a loss? So what worked and what didn't work? And that way you could do more of what's working and less of what's not working. And the sad thing about this is, is that people are afraid to look at their numbers that they don't know what direction their business is going in and what to do and what to stop doing. Yes. And, you know, think about it this way. Uh, for anybody who is sitting there thinking, this is too scary. Uh, what's more scary to me is having an entrepreneur stay in the dark and then spend so much time doing things in their business that's not working that they end up going bankrupt, right? They they end up racking up credit card debt or running through their savings because they're doing what didn't work. Uh, we had a client last year who we were sending her her financial statements every month. And she had decided that she was going to launch this new service line. But when she launched the new service line, she she had to bring on additional contractors. And she found as she's reviewing these numbers month over month, she's like, wow, I'm, I, I have to pay my contractors before I, I get paid by my clients. And wow, I, you know, my contractors are coming in way over budget and I'm taking a loss month over month. And, and she's looking at how much she's paying numbers, how much she's making on this, on this new service line. And she said, I, I can't continue to support this. And so within six months of her launching that, she quickly was able to make a, a swift business decision and terminate that service line. Uh, I talked to her recently and she was like, Danielle, could you imagine if I would have let another six or nine or 12 months go by, I would have been crippled. I would have been in debt. I, I would have, I would have, you know, I might've had to close my business. And so I'm, I'm more scared for the entrepreneur who's not reviewing this information so that they can quickly make the changes. Right. That makes perfect sense. And it is like just something that people have to like, if you're going to be a business owner and you're afraid to look at your numbers, that's one of those fears that you have got to get over. Um, and there's tons of books that can help you with this. I know you have a few uh, books, Danielle, but you also have a um, a resource for our audience that can help them. It's a financial goal setting worksheet. Um, so again, you can get that at profitplannerbookkeeping.com slash media maven. But tell us more about this financial goal setting worksheet. I think this is like a must for anybody in business. And even if you are not afraid of your numbers and you have been looking at them recently, like it's, it's still a good time to always take a look at this worksheet and like reset because things change month to month, um, not just in your business, but also in your personal life and your goals change. So everybody should should head uh, to the show notes to get this uh, financial goal setting worksheet. But tell us what we can expect when we get it, Danielle. Yeah, I'm so glad you said that because we live in such a fast paced world. Uh, think about how quickly things are changing. I try to do this worksheet once a quarter. So uh, you know, I use this uh, this tool. Uh, and this is part of our signature framework that we try to use with all of our clients. So. Um, this, this worksheet will walk you through some of the things that we talked about today, um, about the profitability, the, the, your expenses and, um, and your net profit, but then it'll take you one step further. So if you're somebody who has, um, been working with a, maybe you have a bookkeeper, uh, maybe you love reviewing your numbers, this, there's some additional financial analysis in here that will help take you another step further. 
Um, and then it, it gives us an opportunity to take a step back and say, what are my goals, right? So I talked about our client who, who her goal was to grow her top line revenue. And so when she looked at her expenses, she was able to, to reassure herself, yeah, I'm taking a loss this year, but this was a strategic loss. I invested in my business. And so by writing down her short and her long-term goals, she was able to understand why her spending um, was so high this year and able to justify the 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 income and, and the expenses this year because they aligned with her goals. Had she not taken the time to set these goals, she would have been freaking out that she was losing money. Uh, but but she was able to take a, take a step back and say this aligns with who I with what I'm doing today. Love it. Okay, and something that I want to end on is mm-hmm. I didn't know it at the time, but I know it now that I had a money mindset problem years ago in my business, and I didn't know it. I always just said I would. I mean, I would pay for things online. I would pay for courses, but honestly, my business didn't take a, a dramatic turn for the better until I hired like one-on-one hope from a one-on-one help from a coach because like you can buy an online course but like so are hundreds or thousands of other people like it's not specific to you. I needed a person to hear my goals, to know my industry, to like talk to me one-on-one and tell me specifically what to do. Um and I always said, "Oh, I can't afford it. I can't afford it. I can't afford it." When in reality, we can all afford things. People think when it comes to their business, they need all of that money sitting in the bank account to afford it. Um, I bought my house, but I didn't buy it at once. I got a mortgage. I've had car payments. I didn't buy it at once. I paid, you know, $300 a month for it. We all, I mean, not we all, but most of us went to college and spent tens of thousands of dollars on college. Some people are gonna be paying off college until they retire and they can afford that. So looking back years ago in my business, I would say, oh, I can't afford it. When in reality, I just needed to invest $1,500 a month in my business. I could put that on a credit card and I knew that if I did exactly what this business coach told me to do, because let me tell you, I do a lot of research before I hire somebody. I knew that if I did what they told me to do, I would make all of that money back and more. So I read a few books. I started investing in my business. And now I can safely say I have no money mindset problem. But for that reason, it drives me insane. When it comes to investing in their business, people tell me, oh, I can't afford it. Even when it's like less than $1,000 a month. Like if you are not willing, in my opinion, to invest less than $1,000 a month in this business that you're so confident about, that you're so crazy about, then you're probably gonna be in a pickle for the lifetime that this this business exists. So what is your view, doing what you do on money mindset and when new business owners say, oh, I can't afford it? <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, first of all, you take a step back and think about your goals. If your goals are to grow your business, then it's time to invest in your growth. Uh, you know, um, we hear it all the time. You know, when we work with clients who um, are th- or people who are thinking about becoming clients, they they say, "Well, I don't know that I can 
afford uh, an, an account. I don't know if I can afford bookkeeping assistance. I always tell people, can you really afford not to get the help in your business? Can you really afford not to have you know, a business coach, a, a bookkeeper, a, a financial guide? Because without that, you're making decisions in the dark and alone and, um, and, and perhaps not making the right decisions because you're, you're really only making those decisions with your gut and not with the knowledge and the confidence behind your numbers to be able to make other business decisions. Uh, so if you're, if you're sitting here thinking, um, I don't have money or I don't have the time, um, it's time to, rethink how you're talking to yourself and how you're talking about your business and it's time to get serious. And so um, take this goal setting worksheet, right? So this is this is what I would do today. Write down those goals and that will help you determine what you need to be spending the money on in order to reach those goals. And you know, it's funny, I hear so many people like their fear is, oh, well, what if I spend this money and I don't get it back? Like, did anybody ever say that about college? Like, what if I spent four <laughs> years and tens of thousands of dollars in college and I don't get it back? Like, nobody says that. They just go and they spend all this money because somebody told them it's what they're supposed to do. So, like, why would you be hesitant to do that in your own business that you have 100% control of? It's just crazy to me. Yeah, that's a really good point. I like that. Okay, so let's tell everybody where they can find out more. Again, you can get that financial goal setting worksheet at profitplannerbookkeeping.com slash media maven. Um, your website is profitplannerbookkeeping.com. Where else can people find you and where can they buy your books? That'll help them too if they're readers like me. Yes. Uh, so the book is available on the profitplannerbookkeeping.com. Uh, you can uh, download the financial goal setting worksheet there. You can learn more about the book. Uh, it's a series of 12 week planners where uh, we give you some accounting uh, knowledge. Uh, again, the goal is to make this not overwhelming for you as an entrepreneur. And then we break it down into daily action steps. Uh, I hang out on all the social media platforms, uh, Facebook and uh, Instagram is my favorite. You can find me at Danielle uh, underscore Hayden dash OH. Awesome. OH, I O. Shout out to all yeah. the Buckeyes that are listening as well. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much, Danielle. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening. Again, profitplannerbookkeeping.com slash media maven. Get your financial goal setting worksheet there. Remember to use the coupon code media maven to get 15% off um, one of Danielle's books or her bookkeeping services. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, like, don't be afraid of your numbers, people. If you have a negative money mindset, check out her books. A couple of other books that I love are Profit First by Mike Michalowicz. I also love Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. That is a book that will change your money mindset. If you're afraid to spend money in your business, pick up Secrets of the Millionaire Mind and you will be spending money investing in your business. And if you invest wisely, you will get it all back and more. Thank you so much for listening.